embark on a show about four people who find themselves thrust into the backstories of pop culture history. Join Christopher DeVos, J.L. Trost, Laura DeVos, and Sabrina Pierre as they poorly impersonate celebrities, drink a lot of beer, and answer very hard trivia questions. You are now listening to... Podcast 42. It is time for Podcast 42, and I am super excited because this is probably in the top two of my favorite reoccurring episodes that we do. It is Creepy Pasta Theater. What's your other one? Insert lightning and thunder sound effects. The Christmas one. Oh. We've oh. talked about this many times. Yeah, I figured. So we'll talk fa- about it many more times. As a matter of fact, I even said, because this year, because of COVID, things are changing for us work-wise. So I said, if no matter what, we have to at least come together to do the Creepy Pasta episode and the Christmas episode. So we're recording both of them at the same time? If nothing <laughs> yeah. else. Yeah. This, Merry Christmas. I'll take, <laughs> after, I'll take out the creepy music and I'll dub in Christmas music. <laughs> And it'll just be the same thing, but the Thank music will be different. Listen, it's too early in the year for me to have to deal with Michael Buble again. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully it's something different than Michael Buble. So we are going to actually open the beer cooler first before we get into our stories. JL Beer Cooler, it's cooler than you think. What's in the cooler? We have two beers because we have a lot of beer in the beer cooler we, that we do. need to drink. You're welcome. This one is from Drecker Brewing Company. All right, it's their Cuddle Buddy Double IPA. And the label's really scary. This is one of the reasons yeah. why we picked it for this episode. It's an 8.2% ABV. Which is also very scary. That's why we picked it for this episode. Ooh, this one's out in North Dakota. I was trying to figure out what it said there. North Dakota's a scary state. That's why we Is that, that why one. there's a Viking in the logo? For this episode. There's a the Viking. He looks like a Viking to me. Oh, that. The actual, like... The actual brewery logo uh, looks to me like yeah. it's a Viking with a hop beard. Yeah, that is a, that is definitely a Viking. Well, you'll be able to see the picture of the beer since you don't know what we're talking about. I love the how they're booping the scythe. Boop. <laughs> What's the other one? The other one is from Seventh Sun Brewery. It's their Headbanger IPA. Not as scary as, a li- as much of a label. No, but it's like Spinal Tap. It's the blackest of black that they could get for the can. Seventh Sun could be kind of scary. That's kind of a scary name. It reminds like, me of a cult. It reminds me of Iron Maiden, the seventh son of the seventh son. Mm. Except it isn't spelt seven. It's sev- seven vinth. It's spelled with the number seven and then some letters. So it's like... Um, seven vinth. Well, they're out of Dunedin. It's like algebra. Seven vinth. Seven vinth. <laughs> seven vinth. They, they share a brewery in like two places. So they're in like Dunedin and Tampa. So it's a Florida beer. 
two scary places. So yeah. that's why we picked it for this episode. Exactly. I mean, have you ever been to Dunedin? Scary. I didn't even know there was a Dunedin. It's right next to the Duncan on the corner. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's like right there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I could barely get home without Broadway Dunedin. Broadway is dark tonight. So what the creepy pasta episode is is if you're unfamiliar with creepy pasta, they are scary stories. <laughs> written by regular old people and published on the internet. Have you ever written one? No, no I've never written a creepy pasta. Sure. Well, I'm actually a professional writer so are you he's got the imdb credits to prove it i do have the i and i published i didn't see him at barnes and noble (laughs) yeah i stand there with an empty book (laughs) (laughs) so uh they're they're published stories by regular people and sometimes they're pretty good but mostly they're really bad and they tend to be full of spelling mistakes and errors, and no. lack of punctuation, and lack of sentence structure. And we've taken these pastas, we're going to turn them into a little play, and we don't change anything about how they're written. So if it sounds a little off, that's the way the author intended it to be. So what you're telling me is you want me to run Burgundy it for once. Yeah, for once, yeah. yes. Okay. You have full permission. So the first story is called The Supermarket Monster by Call Me Kevin. (laughs) Oh, you know what's funny is I think this might have been written by my brother who became the supermarket monster when people did not follow the correct directions down the aisles. Yes. And we had to go one way. He was was very concerned about that. (laughs) So I think he became the supermarket monster. Anyways, his his name's Kevin. Yes. (laughs) Nobody knows what you're talking about. So you have to remind you to call him Kevin? Yeah. Call me Kevin. Call me Kevin. <laughs> and then I go, Kevin's a girl? <laughs> Call me Kevin. Nobody knows what you're talking about. Yeah, if everybody's seen Up, they know what I'm talking about. Okay. okay. I've never seen it. <gasps> Cue scary music. Once in a place far away, a very long time ago, there was a boy named Roger. He was tall, but a bit round. He lived in a big city where unusual things seemed to happen every day. For example, his uncle died. That's strange. Anyway. So odd. Passing over that, Roger had (laughs) lots of enemies in the city. All the people he used to like were now his enemies because he changed. He used to be a really successful banker named Ron, but he decided to go another way, and now he is a hobo named Roger. (laughs) I'm glad the opposite of a banker's a hobo. You're not supposed to be laughing. These are spooky scary. Spooky. Sorry. Because of this, his friends thought they didn't like him anymore. So they said, You're our enemy now. And Roger was like, Oh no, I have no friends but loads of enemies. Roger lives day to tomorrow by the change he gets. (laughs) Supposed to be spooky. I don't know why you're laughing. You told me not to read it ahead of time. He gets off strangers outside McDonald's. What? But sometimes he, when He's he gets the enough guy we money, got all our info from before. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when he gets enough money, he goes to the local shopping center called Teco. He can now buy things when they are on sale. So he bu- only buys things when they are on sale because he doesn't have any much money. Sometimes he even gets enough change to buy chicken when it's on sale. And he goes into KFC and says, "Can you cook this for me?" And they do it because they are his enemies. 
and spit in his food. Yuck. Today on the most windy and stormy and rainy and cloudy and sad of days, he decided he needed to eat and went to Teco. When he went inside, there were no baskets. This was weird. They must be giving them a break today. So he kept going. He saw that bread was on sale, so he's going to buy it. And then a big, fat, hairy man ran up to him and said, No, that not for you. And he took the sale sign away, which made the bread go back up to $100,000. Oh, that's expensive bread. <laughs> this is all in the future, so that's normal for the future. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's like the author knew. Yeah. <laughs> Roger made a face similar to this. And he said, <laughs> But if you don't give me that... I will strive. <laughs> as as written, folks. <laughs> and the fat man laughed. <laughs> and his fat went bouncy from laughing. <laughs> then one of Ron's enemies died, so Ron felt his anger rising. That happens when his enemies die. And he punched the man so hard that his fat fell off, and the man was so angry. I'm so angry that I'm crying blood. Then the lights went out so fast that Roger knew he was going to be murdered. A black mist came out of the cereal boxes, and the bacon was flying everywhere. Pancake mix splashing over the counters. Freezers freezing at higher temperatures than normal, so that it was freezing the frozen peaches too much. Ron ran away to the aisle that's always full of people. It has, like, load sweets and crips. Yummy. <laughs> crips, my favorite. There was, like, ten. No, wait. Fifteen monsters there, all black with eyes boogieing with blood and tears that look like bacon, but were actually dead people's skin. He screamed, Fat man, help! But when the fat man camera, he said... <laughs> but when the fat man camera, he said... <laughs> you can't say camera, that's not right. That's what it says. I understand. But when the fat man camera, he said, You punched my fat. Now you will pay. I am your enemy. And then he ran and went inside a freezer, but forgot that the freezers froze too hard now, and he died from freeze. Roger ran to an exit and was almost out when he tripped on something. He looked down and saw his enemy saying, Help me! The pancakes were too strong! And then he said, no, I am Roger. You were Ron's friend, not mine, Smelly. And he ran out the door. He was safe. He got out. He escaped. He avoided death. He was alive. He was tall. He was safe. He was Roger. Then he went back in for the bread, but forgot about the monsters. So when he got the bread, the monsters came out between the slices and cried blood from their mouths, saying, We are your enemies, Ron. He said, How do you know my old name? And then they ate him, and he just fell down on the floor, crying from death. His last words were, I am all your enemies. Then he fell down and died. Just before he died, he said, I will now be a supermarket monster. So, when you are in a supermarket, remember that Ron is waiting. In the future, though, because it's the future, remember? The end. <laughs> All right. Next story is called Smoking by Author Unknown. Christopher DeVos. <laughs> oh, I didn't write any of these. <laughs> 
as we all know, smoking is really bad for your health. What a lot of people don't realize is that when you smoke, those few minutes of your expected lifespan are literally transformed into the ash you flick away into an ashtray. Ashtrays, each and every one of them, are constructed by a single group running several dozen from front companies. Basically, unless you're putting out your smokes beneath your heel or in the ashtray, your kid made at camp, you're dispensing your ashen life into the group's eager little receptacle. Their ashtrays absorb the life force when the ashes and send it to a central holding facility. No one knows for sure what these guys are going to do when they're collected all that life energy, but it's probably going to be huge. <laughs> like Sabrina <laughs> on the internet. The end. Uh, this next one is actually kind of a famous one. It's Candle Cove. When people think of creepypasta, if you're a fan of the genre, then you definitely know this story. And this is by Chris Straub. And this story takes place in the Net Nostalgia Forum in the television section. Local. The local television section, yes. Sky Hill 033, subject Candle Cove, local kids show. Does anyone remember this kids show? It was called Candle Cove, and I must have been six or seven. I never found reference to it anywhere, so I think it was a on a local station around 1971 or 1972. I lived in Ironton at the time. I don't remember which station, but I do remember it was on a weird time, like 4 o'clock p.m. Mike underscore painter 65. Reply. Seems really familiar to me. I grew up outside of the Ashland and was nine years old in 72. Candle Cove. Was it about pirates? I remember a pirate marionette at the mouth of a cave talking to a little girl. Yes. Okay. I'm not crazy. I remember Pirate Percy. I was always kind of scared of him. He looked like he was built from parts of other dolls. Real low budget. His head was an old porcelain baby doll. Looked like an antique that didn't belong on the body. I don't remember what station it was. I don't think it was WTSF, though. Jaren underscore 2005. Reply. Sorry to resurrect this old thread, but I know exactly what show you mean, Sky Shale. Uh, I think Candle Cove ran for only a couple months in 71, not 72. I was 12 and I watched it a few times with my brother. It was channel 58, whatever station that was. My mom would let me switch to it after the news. Let me see what I remember. Uh, it took place in Candle Cove, and it was about a little girl who imagined herself to be friends with pirates. The pirate ship was called the Laughing Stock, and Pirate Percy wasn't a very good pirate because he got scared too easily. And there was calliope music constantly playing. Don't remember the girl's name. Janice or Jade or something. I think it was Janice. Thank you, Jaren. Memories flooded back when you mentioned the Laughing Stock and Channel 58. I remember the bow of the ship was a wooden smiling face with the lower jaw submerged. It looked like it was swallowing the sea and it had an awful Edwin voice and laughed. I especially remember how jarring it was when they switched from the wooden slash plastic model to the foam puppet version of the head that talked. Ah, uh, yeah, I remember that now too, winky smiley face. 
Do you remember this part, Sky Shale? You have to go inside. Ugh, Mike, I got chills reading that. Yes, I remember. That's what the ship always told Percy when there was a spooky place he had to go in, like a cave or a dark room where the treasure was, and the camera would push in on Laughingstock's face with each pause. You have to go inside. With his two eyes askew and that flopping foam jaw and the fishing line that opened and closed it, ugh, it just looks so cheap and awful. You guys remember the villain? He had a face that was just a handlebar mustache above really tall, narrow teeth. Kevin underscore hot reply. I honestly, honestly thought the villain was Pirate Percy. I was about five when the show was on Nightmare Fuel. That wasn't the villain, the puppet with the mustache. That was the villain's sidekick, Horace Horrible. He had a monocle too, but it was on top of the mustache. I used to think that meant he had only one eye. But yeah, the villain was another marionette, the skin taker. I can't believe what they let us watch back then. Jesus H. Christ, the skin taker. What kind of a kid's show were we watching? I seriously could not look at the screen when the screen taker showed up. He just descended out of nowhere on his strings, just a dirty skeleton wearing that brown top hat and cape, and his glass eyes were too big for his skull. Christ almighty! Wasn't his top hat and cloak all sewn up crazily? Was that supposed to be children's skin? Yeah, I think so. Remember his mouth didn't open and close? His jaw just slid back and forth. I remember the little girl said, Why does your mouth move like that? And the skin taker didn't look at the girl, but at the camera and said, To grind your skin. I'm so relieved that other people remember this terrible show. I used to have this awful memory, a bad dream I had where the opening jingle ended, the show faded in from black, and all the characters were there, but the camera was just cutting to each of their faces, and they were just screaming, and the puppets and marionettes were frilling sporadically, and just all screaming, screaming. The girl was just moaning and crying like she had been through hours of this. I woke up many times from that nightmare. I used to wet the bed when I had it. I don't think that was a dream. I remember that. I remember that was an episode. No, 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 no. Not possible. There was no plot or anything. I mean, literally, just standing in place crying and screaming for the whole show. Maybe I'm manufacturing the memory because you said that, but I swear to God I remember seeing what you described. They just screamed. Oh, God. Yes, the little girl, uh, Janice. I remember seeing her shake. And the skin taker screaming through his gnashing teeth, his jaw careening so wildly, I thought it would come off its wire hinges. I turned it off and it was the last time I watched. I ran to tell my brother and he and we didn't have the courage to turn it back on. I visited my mom today at the nursing home. I asked her about when I was little in the early 70s when I was 8 or 9 and if she remembered a kid's show, Candle Cove. She, she said she was surprised I could remember that and I asked why. And she said, because you used to think it was so strange that you said, I'm going to go watch Candle Cove now, Mom. And then you would go, then you would turn the TV to static and just watch dead air for 30 minutes. You had a big imagination with your little pirate show. The end. That's creepy. Yeah, that's one of the better creepypastas. Mm -hmm. There is a couple out there that are really good and famous. Like I said, that's one of them. The next story is called... Why are you looking at me like that? 
That's not what the story's called. I was, was, like, I was actually asking you, why are you looking at me like that? I was just looking at you. Okay. She's just surprised that you found a good creepypasta story. <laughs> I've been kind of wanting to do that for a couple years, but like, there's no humor to it. So, But I thought it would be cool to do. Next one, speaking of no humor, is called Bodymore Murderland by Author Unknown. Early in the morning of August 19, 2005, the body of a young black man, approximately 16 or 17 years old, was found on Wolf Street in downtown Baltimore. The corpse lay in a pool of blood and was dressed in a pair of loose jean shorts over white cotton boxers. A Baltimore Ravens football jersey bearing the number 77 and the name Ortiz. A pair of white cotton athletic socks and a small gold cross on a chain around the body's neck. The body wore no shoes and no wallet or other identifying possessions. Baltimore City Police concluded that the young man had been just another victim of the city's frequent violent crimes. Nobody came forth to claim or identify the body, and it was passed on to the coroner's office for autopsy. The coroner's report concluded that the cause of death was blood loss and trauma caused by three shots to the upper chest, one of which penetrated the heart, and the other two the left lung. So far, so normal, right? Here's the part the official statement left out. There were indeed three entry wounds, but there were no exit wounds. And after a thorough search of the body, no slugs or fragments were found, nor were there any heat damage. The young man had been killed by three shots to the chest, but there were never any bullets. The body was never identified. Postscript. As of this writing, the Baltimore Ravens have never had a player who sported the number 77 or who was named Ortiz. I think I know this one. He was probably shot with, like, ice bullets. Is that a thing? Like, No. No. I mean, that would, I mean, they would just melt. Shoot him, melt. I think you're missing the spooky part. The spooky part is there's no number 77 on the Baltimore Ravens. He had a personalized jersey. Or Ortiz. Picked his own number, personalized the jersey. It's his own jersey. He was shot with ice bullets. No, It's, it's a, the Omega Ray from Darkseid. He transported him in time. It's definitely a ghost. Darkseid is. How is he a ghost wearing a jersey that never existed? He's Maybe from the future. future. Exactly. Like yeah. I said, Darkseid hit him with the Omega Beams. And boom, in the past. And then shot with ice bullets. No ice bullets. That's Captain Cold. Only comic book people know what you're talking about. I know. Next story is called God's Mouth by Abra Cadaver. <laughs> Why are you wishing me dead? <laughs> oh, boy. It's pronounced Abra Cadaver. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. You're saying it all wrong. <laughs> Oh, quiet, Laura. They're just sweets. <laughs> <laughs> Nathan huffed and puffed under his breath as he star- stared into God's mouth. It looked like the big bad wolf ready to interrupt the three innocent little pigs as they hurriedly fortified their makeshift homes. He grinned at this thought and then turned his head to look to Margaret. She was a couple of feet down the hill from the entrance of the cave, holding a walking stick close to her petite breasts. Hurry up! He called down to her. He turned back to the cave, still grinning. An old, rotted sign outside read, God's Mouth Cave. Keep out. 
Margaret finally made it to the entrance and stood beside him, almost doubled over and out of breath. Check it out! God's mouth! Wonder where Jesus' anus is. Margaret was less amused. Give me that damn water bottle. The open bottle met her lips, and for a moment, Nathan felt peaceful in a way, watching her drink the water. He sighed and turned his flashlight on. He pointed it into the cave. It was black. You ready? Margaret was finally standing straight up. She nodded. Nathan clapped a friendly hand to her back, and they walked into God's mouth. The inside was dark, dismal, and endlessly black. It seemed to stretch endlessly, no matter how Nathan positioned the flashlight. The rocky terrain was damp and imposing. The last natural light slowly disappeared behind them as they made their way deeper and deeper. Despite the stalagmites, the stalagmites, and other various rocky formations being so jagged, the world seemed as if one could lay down and rest there forever. It was comfortable. Margaret started to shiver. Need your coat? Margaret did not respond to the inky blackness of the mouth. They continued to walk in silence until suddenly Margaret stopped and stood motionless. Nathan stopped too. Why the hell are we even in here? Nathan shrugged and shoved the flashlight under his face. Bladed shadows obscured half his face. The other half illuminated in a wretched mask. Spooky! (laughs) She didn't move. I thought you wanted to go. Nathan's voice echoed along the cave walls. I mean, you did say you wanted to go see some nature for our vacation, and you did sound impressed when I told you about my visit to Mammoth Caves a couple years back, so... No, you wanted to go here. I wanted to go to a beach or something, but no, a cave. A cave, Nathan. I know you have this weird fetish for spelunking or something, but I don't really want to be dragged into it. No, don't get me wrong. I'd love to go on a trip and get into nature and fresh air, but this... This is cave air, not fresh air. This air is particularly fermenting. Plus, isn't this illegal? Can we please just leave? They both stood there. The only sound that could be heard was the electricity and the air being stifled and smothered by the damp atmosphere. Nathan began to walk, not sure if Margaret was following him. Nathan, stop. Please stop. Nathan, stop. I'm sorry. I'm tired and I'm not used to running and climbing around and, and the like. I'm just tired. It's okay. Really, it's fine. Which way is out? I don't remember. Neither one of them could remember. In the confusion of, of our argument, they had forgotten which way they had been moving. I should have brought a goddamn rope or something to trail from the entrance of the cave. Let's go this way. They walked for what seemed to be hours. Their feet were tied and sore. Margaret groaned and held Nathan's hand tightly. This is all my fault. Suddenly, Nathan froze. Hey, hey, put your hand out. Feel this rock. Margaret's bare palm pressed against the stone. Isn't this, like, abnormally warm? Margaret didn't say anything. Nathan began to walk, to work his way along the wall, feeling it as he went, shining the flashlight in front of him. Suddenly, he felt the sharp pain of his head as the ceiling of God's mouth met his scalp. Ow, shit! Oh, Nathan, are you okay? Margaret was on the verge of oh, panic. <laughs> Oh, Nathan, are you okay? (laughs) (laughs) Margaret was on the verge of panic. I'm fine. Please calm down. We'll get out of here soon, I promise. Nathan started again, pointing his flashlight upwards now to see the ceiling above him. It seemed to be getting narrower. 
He thought that strange. Listen, uh, Margaret Pete, I think we gotta turn around. <sighs> they walked for a decent length. Nathan kept his flashlight pointed upwards. The space in the cave seemed to become smaller and smaller. There was no resonating light left in God's mouth aside from the flashlight. They were completely lost. Nathan let go of Margaret's hand and began to feverishly feel his way along the walls. No, Nathan. Nathan kept feeling along the wall until he abruptly hit a corner. Fuck! Margaret, this seems to be a dead end. Margaret? No answer came from Margaret. Nathan began to repeat the process again, almost running as he felt the wall run past his fingertips. It was nothing but cool, damp rocks and jagged spears. Suddenly, he found himself at a corner again. Fuck, fuck, fuck! Margaret! In the corner of the cave's mall, where Nathan had been so many times already, he heard a noise. It sounded like muffled static from television. He pressed his ear against the rock. It seemed to be getting even warmer now. He heard the faint sounds of Margaret on the other side of the rock. She was screaming. No, no, no! He began running haphazardly into the walls around him. With dawning realization, Nathan was overcome by a wave of sheer horror. There was no entrance. There was no exit. Only these four corners and him. I'm bleeding so much from the cuts I managed to get by bashing my body into the cave's walls. They're closing in on me. They're coming in for the kill. And soon they would be pressing in on my skull and crushing my ribcage. Nathan sat there for hours waiting for death. His flashlight was becoming dim. I feel the soft touch of the rocky walls press against my back. Nathan began to cry as he laid down on the ground. He let his flashlight roll on the small hills of stone. As he quietly stayed prone, tears dripped down his face. He turned and looked at the flashlight. Its last fading beams of light pointed at something not far away from his face. He squinted in the darkness. His eyes widened, and he felt tears fall over even harder from from his face. The rocks started piercing his skin, and blood dripped from all sides. There, in the last light of his flashlight, Nathan saw a hand whose nails were painted red, and he screamed in agony as he watched God's mouth chew its lastest meal. (laughs) You mean latest? Latest meal. His latest meal. Latest, lastest meal. (laughs) Latest, lastest. I think those interesting choices for how you guys read that. Um, <laughs> Sabrina was Morgan Freeman if he was a redneck woman. You're welcome. Uh, JL was stuck on helium. <laughs> and Laura, who has her back to me for some reason, <laughs> didn't care a bit about what happened to Nathan. <laughs> Couldn't care less. She chose that character art. As my <laughs> character doesn't give a rat's ass. <laughs> and now die, adding that so. to my repertoire of Morgan Freeman as a redneck woman. <laughs> Morgan Freeman as a redneck woman. I am forever going to speak like I'm on helium. <laughs> <laughs> You're in a cave, yet you brought helium balloons. You should have brought a rope, Nathan, but you brought a thing of helium. <laughs> yeah, Nathan, where's your rope? I don't have the rope! <laughs> Nathan yelled. <laughs> This Nathan next... said calmly. 
<laughs> Nathan said calmly. <laughs> Did you get your name in the Goblet of Fire? <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. The next one is called The Scariest Video Game Ever by Author Unknown. Is this one by you, Chris? Because it's got us in there. No. The, oh. I signed the parts. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so am I being myself? You can be whoever you want to be. You want to be redneck Morgan Freeman. You want to be a character on Helium. You want to just be yourself. you got so many options. Well, I mean, I was pretty much myself as Margaret with us. Yeah, she was. <laughs> she said in a panic. <laughs> I fixed it. Yes, but my favorite part is that she realized it. She was yeah. like, oh. oh. <laughs> Well, you're you're in a cave that's trapping you slowly by the walls moving in, no, and you're I like, really, ah. I didn't really get that. Anybody got a glass of wine? <laughs> it would make dying easier. I just finished playing one of the scariest video games ever. Now, hear me out before saying, oh, he's probably just a girly man that gets scared of everything. I don't get scared of video games or movies. I played many survival horror games. And I've seen many horror movies in my day. This game was different. Very different. You aren't given any sort of backstory to the game at all. As soon as you press play, it throws you right into the game. Apparently, you play as a madman. For some reason, you escape from whatever mental hospital room you were hiding in. Now, the very horrid state of your mind has transformed the halls of the hospital into nothing but a pitch black maze, with the only light being the walls which glow a deathly blue. Your character is apparently some type of mad cannibal that you can barely control. You can force him into corners in the creepy hallway, but not much else can be done. Your character seems to grab anything and try to eat it. Whatever it is in front of him is thrown into his mouth, and he munches it down. While playing the game, you're being chased by four hideous and fucking scary ghost monsters. You cannot hurt them at all, and to come even close to one is instant death, in which the ghost latches onto you and rips your insides out, all while you hear the horrible noise of your body being torn. You can, however, eat some odd objects hidden in the maze, after which your character goes into an even more unstable state. You can literally eat the ghost monsters. Your characters run right up to them and devours them, only leaving their eyes. There aren't any words to describe how horrific and terrifying this game is, and I don't want to spoil the surprises for you. Just go ahead and try it for yourself. Google the word Pac-Man. And you'll find it on the first search. Scary fucking ghost. Which Sabrina is wearing a Pac-Man t-shirt. I am wearing a Pac-Man t-shirt. Did you read it ahead of time, or was no. that just coincidence? In total coincidence. That shirt is she, scary. She, yes. She found it in a corner somewhere. <laughs> yeah, while I was By being, that dimly blue was, wall. <laughs> while I was being a All right, next scary spooky tale. If you can handle it, it's called Zack and Megan by Author Unknown. Doesn't even say that. <laughs> Just says Zack and Megan. By so author I think you unknown. wrote it. I did not write any of these. And then Megan changes the spelling of her name. 
Which is why I think he yeah. wrote it. <laughs> he does. Yeah. <laughs> I never so noticed from that. Zach and Meghan to Megan. Hello! Rang a voice in the forest. What do you want? Yelled Zach. <laughs> <laughs> It's just me, said his girlfriend, Megan. Oh, I knew that. Then she started to fade. She yelled as she disappeared. What's happening? Yelled Zach. (laughs) Then he saw it. It was a creature in the tree moaning. Zach looked up and screamed. Then ah! he, <laughs> 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 he must <laughs> Then he mustered up the courage and then he asked What are your giant eyes for? To look through and through What are your giant claws for? To scratch our grave And what are your giant teeth for? To chop your bones! Zach started running. That was unnecessary. No, it wasn't. It was in all caps. This next one's going to be fun. (laughs) (laughs) Foreshadowing. Zach started running, and when he was in a clearing, he looked back and he saw his house. So he ran inside, and there were three rings. No, three things. Two graves in the yard and a monster. Zack screamed so loudly he died. Turn- <laughs> Turns out the monster was Shrek smoking pot. <laughs> and he just wanted to give an onion. <laughs> what? Turns out the monster was Shrek smoking pot. And he just wanted to give an onion to the child. The end. I don't think I'll be able to sleep tonight. <laughs> <sighs> this isn't the one. This is not the JL special. No, we know, but this no, is what we're supposed to yell. yell. No, you're not supposed to yell. You will. <laughs> people will turn off the podcast. <laughs> Read it as normal. Read it as normal, but like emphasize it because it's in caps. No, right? do not read it like it's all in caps. <laughs> So, so you, read it like it's all in caps. No, so, do not read it like it's so all. So you're in supposed caps. to say, "Hello, I have no eyes." So nobody can see what we're seeing. <laughs> but it's like ninety-six-year-old grandma got a hold of the script and yes. just forgot that it was like caps lock. Yeah. Exactly. The whole the whole script is written in caps. It's just copy pasted over, and then we assign parts out. But these idiots <laughs> <laughs> will scream the whole thing regardless because they've done that to me before. It's in all caps. And then in editing, I gotta pot everything down. <laughs> Because people are going to drive their cars off the road <laughs> as you're screaming in their ears, so don't scream in their ears. Okay, fine. I won't. I scream. wasn't going to rewrite it because I was being lazy. You know, you didn't have to rewrite it. All you had to do was highlight it all and then turn cap lights, cap locks. No, off. that doesn't. That's not. That's not how that works. I'm pretty sure that's how it works. No, that's not how that works. I can highlight it's not anything. Like bold. Well, listen, I can highlight things and change them. I can change the color and the <laughs> font and the size. So maybe if you made them smaller print, we wouldn't have noticed they were all in caps. 
No, okay. we it, we it still would have been yelled all in caps, just with a like an accent. <laughs> <laughs> Redneck Morgan Freeman. <laughs> yeah, You're welcome. So anyway. I was nervous about putting the story in already because <laughs> of you people. I, I read it the way it's written. Pretend it's not written that way. Okay. <sighs> Name of the story that's... is Hello, I Have No Eyes, Not but, All in Caps by Author but, Unknown. <laughs> it is all in caps. <laughs> I know you want to shout so bad, but don't, don't shout it. <laughs> if you don't, <laughs> don't whisper anything. You told me not to yell! Find a happy medium. Fine. Pretend you're on helium. No, don't pretend you're on helium. (laughs) If you don't copy and paste this to 20 places in an hour, you will suffer my curse. You will wake up and I will be in your bed. I will have a knife. Then I will disappear. You will then have my seventh day curse. Day one. While you lie asleep, I will hide your socks throughout your house. When you go to find them, they will be hidden even better by me. (laughs) Day two. Me and the heron will go into your kitchen while you're not in your house and make a really big mess of your pots and pans and utensils. Day three. I will leave all your food out and it will spoil and you will be hungry or pay a lot of money. <laughs> Day four, I will hide under your bed and try to try to tell knock-knock jokes while you try to fall asleep. If you fall asleep, I will wake you up. Day five, me and a hundred ghoulish horrific ghosts will fly around your room in a massive vortex and steal your soul, subjecting you to unending horror. Day six, I will jump out of doorways and scare you. So much worse than taking my soul. (laughs) I hate day six. (laughs) Day seven, I will hit you in the head with a book really hard. Okay, you got it. All right, go copy paste. You wouldn't let me yell. <laughs> you yelled anyway. That's right. <laughs> we do what we want. <laughs> should have you never, that yet? You should have never written that in all caps. I didn't. You knew better. I didn't write any of these. That's what you keep saying. Does it sound like my writing? Yes. Yes. Oh, okay. You got me there. Also, you're the one who divvies out the parts. You could have just read that yourself if you didn't trust us to yell it. You could have read it all. It was a trust exercise, and you all failed. <laughs> You're welcome. Date six! Uh, no, you trusted us to do that, so I think we passed. <laughs> <laughs> Next story, When a Man's Gotta Go. Speaking of which. <laughs> By author unknown. This is a quick one. You only have like two seconds to go. It's all I need. Peter was a very tired young man. He had just scoffed down a beef and bean burrito from the local gas station, and his stomach was telling him to never do it again. Fine. He said to himself. At least not until tomorrow. He continued playing his mortgage game and marveled at how many... (laughs) (laughs) I believe it's MMORPG game. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> no, I like, <laughs> I like how she said it. 
I'm British, and that's how we say everything. Mass- game. Massively multiplayer online role-playing game is what it stands for. That's what I said. Morbidge. <laughs> game. And marveled at how many more experience points he would need to buy a new ship. Suddenly, his intestines had decided that they couldn't take the pressure anymore. OMG! I need to get to the bathroom! He flipped up the toilet seat and sat down. Little did he know that he would be the last shit he would ever take. (laughs) (laughs) This is no normal shit! Somebody help me! But Peter lived alone and never had any friends he could ever call. Suddenly, it burst. Highly realistic gore flew everywhere, and his skeleton popped out of his skin, flying into the air like a rocket model blasted at a junior high school science fair. His skin was left behind like a human crab's fleshy shell. The end. How did we get another one where the guy pooped his skeleton out? <laughs> skeleton. It happens, man. I swear, this is like, what, three years in a row that we've had somebody poop a skeleton? I do search for the poop skeletons. So. Is that what you like, type that in the Google search? search? Yeah. Yeah, poopy mm. skeletons. Don't, don't check my Google search. <laughs> it's uh, pooped skeletons. Oh. The FBI is wondering about me. <laughs> All right, our next scary, terrible tale is called The Puppet Strings by Fubari Void. I think it's Funbari Void. Funbari Void. Or do you mean Morbidge? (laughs) Morbidge. (laughs) It all began when Jonathan Blake was dead. One of his siblings, as his younger brother, an 18-years-old boy named Jack Blake, found him dead in his room when he was trying to call his brother to come downstairs and have dinner when the family discovers that they were heartbroken from knowing that Jonathan is dead. See, that sounds like something you would write. Because <laughs> it had no commas. No commas and no periods. <laughs> I use commas just in the wrong spot. <laughs> A few months later, Jack was sitting on his desk, narrowing his eyes and looking outside of the windows to see the birds, trees, and skies, while the teacher was in the middle of teaching. While the teacher was teaching, he suddenly noticed that Jack wasn't paying attention and called out for Jack. Excuse me, Mr. Blake. Huh? Uh, yes, teacher? Were you paying attention to what I was teaching for this entire period? Jack looks around him and turns back at Teacher Dan. Oh, yes. Yes, I do. Really? And then come up to the board and solve this equation. Jack walks up to the board as he began to do the math equation. When he is finished, he walks back into his chair and sat down as Dan walks back onto the wall and checks. He just sighs and looks back at Jack. (laughs) (laughs) Correct. However, Mr. Blake, next time do not try and get distracted by anything, especially when it's in my lesson. Understood? Jack nods. Good. Now let's continue, shall we? After school, it was now the afternoon. 
Jack was walking down the streets back to his home while walking. He noticed that there was a cat in the middle of the street as a truck was driving by and was about to hit the kitten. Jack immediately rushes forward and throws the kitten onto the other side of the road. Bang! Jack was been crushed by the truck as the driver immediately walked out of it and runs toward him. Uh, holy shit! My god! Hey, hey, kid! Are you alright? The driver stood there, but Jack didn't respond. The driver immediately rushes back into his truck to call the ambulance. The ambulance soon arrived, and they've transferred Jack into the hospital. At the hospital, Jack's parents, Mary and Christopher, are sitting outside. Mary was sobbing and trying to hope that Jack would make it as when the doctor walks out of the room. How, how did it go? Did my son make it or not? The doctor looks at her. <sighs> Mr. and Miss Blake, I'm sorry to inform you this, but your son, Jack Blake, did not make it. Apparently those wounds are unhealable. He lost too much blood. I'm sorry to have to make, your, make you hear this, and hopefully you can make it through this. As the doctor walks away, Mary falls on the ground. Christopher comes there and tries to calm her down. Orga. What the? Jack slowly opens his eyes as he stood out of the bed and looks around. What happened? Where am I? What is this place? I'm Captain Kirk. (laughs) (laughs) Is this the hospital? How did I end up here? Jack tries to remember, and after a few minutes later, his eyes went widened. Shit! I was crashed by a truck! Oh, jeez. Hope Mom and Dad aren't too upset or sad because of this. Maybe I should wait for someone to come in here, I guess. But, wait a minute. What is happening to my voice? Why is it so deep? (laughs) As Jack stays on the bed for a few minutes later, he just lies down onto the bed. But when he does, he started to feel like that he's lying on something. Hmm, what's this beneath my back? (laughs) Jack slowly turns around as his eyes went wide. He immediately jumped out of the bed as he falls and looks back in horror. What he saw in the bed was his body. Jack is dead and has officially become a spirit that was not able to exit the living world. Jack stood up and moves backward as he bumped. There is not one period. (laughs) As he bumped into the mirror and he instantly turns around and looks at it. When he looks to the mirror, he notices that there is something else different about him. His eyes are now blue and red. His mouth is red. His skin tone is now gray. What the hell? One period. Hold on, I gotta catch my breath. That was one sentence. (laughs) And you didn't write this. Jack jumps back in shock, only to find that there is something else that is happening to him. He is now levitating on the air. Am I dead? Is this what I look like now? Why is my voice so deep? Am I a vengeance spirit? The door opens. Jack immediately flew towards the wall as he passed through it. A few years later. <laughs> in the middle of the empty street, a woman who is screaming from being robbed by a criminal. Help! 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 As he was about to stab her, suddenly he stopped as his body became unactive. He slowly raises out his hand and stabs his legs instead of targeting the woman. Ah! 
The criminal falls is when the woman just runs away. From behind the criminal's back, a shadowy figure emerges, revealing a boy who is smiling as he swings his hands. The man immediately gets dragged directly onto the air as he gets sliced off immediately into pieces. The end. Uh, I actually did not realize that that had no commas or periods. Lies. No, it's true. <laughs> Lies. It's true. I don't always read these. Uh, as he's writing them. Hence last year's uh, fiasco with the Garfield the Cat. Oh, God. Oh. Be lucky you missed that one, Laura. I missed It was one. a two-day episode. Yeah. I don't remember. I guess I think so. Where was I? Comic-Con stuff or... I don't know. I don't know. Oh, that's cool. You guys hang out without me. That's fine. <laughs> well, you do live like three hours away now. Shut up. Doesn't matter. <laughs> this was last year when I lived in this house. You must have been in a van down by the river. This next story is called The Show Laura Wasn't On by Author Unknown. <laughs> it's called Wheel of Fortune Lost Episode by Author Unknown. I worked as a janitor in an elementary school. Once upon a time, after cleaning up some kitty vomit, I found a VHS tape underneath the lunch table. The lost episode of Wheel of Fortune, it said. I was so excited that I quit my job and went home and popped the VHS tape into my VHS player. I'd like to buy a person, Pat. Oh, I'm sorry. Slavery ended years ago. Please spin again. The pin landed on bankrupt. Just then, the lady contestant turned into a prostitute and had lines of cocaine all over her backside. That means morally bankrupt. I ripped out the VHS tape and set it on fire. To this day, I cannot watch TV without wondering why I quit my awesome janitor job. (laughs) The end. I mean, I was wondering that, too. He could have just said he was sick or something and had to go home early. Or just watched it after work. Yeah. like <laughs> I feel like he, he was kind of uh, overzealous to leave work that day. <sighs> I quit. Aren't we all, though? <laughs> I don't know. How many people in this room have a job? Hindsight <laughs> is twenty twenty. Three of us. Is this the last story? <laughs> this is the last story, and this is the JL special. I need a drink. <laughs> you have three. Uh, it's more like two and a half. The JL special is I try to find the story with the worst misspellings, the worst punctuation use, and then JL gets to read it to us. So he's going to read it as it is written. Nothing has been changed. This is the story, the spooky story of the spooky man. With, with two ends. With two ends by author unknown. All these are author unknown. No, it's just by unknown. It's not even the author's unknown. Just unknown. unknown. It's a mystery story. That's the best pen name ever. By unknown. Good luck. Warning! This so tree will explode your head into ten million pieces. (laughs) Risk at your own read. Spooky story of the spooky man. What's up and on a time? (laughs) (laughs) He also has had no practice reading this. This is his first time seeing it. (sighs) Once up and on a time, there was a game tat is what called Torofist 2. I is always hear it about 
in a school and I very liked shoot gamings. So I was like, hey, what is happens if I try this if I try a, this a game? And then I was and then I was a downloading a game name a storm. This is was a very exciting full moment of the in life. I was going to play a good gaming with a lot of very balance, and very is a friendly community. <laughs> For some is a reason it stopped the downhold at exactly six 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 percent. This was a wired because is was a very spooky ass numbre. <laughs> but is but it is on freeze later. Seven minutes. Then is click on store and download Team Fortress 2301. While I was downloading Weary Game, me, Compture, is start speech to me. He is a say. <laughs> oh, dear Lord. <laughs> you is well diet 25 hours per week. I replied, (laughs) 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 The game finale is now a download, and I lunched the game. A spooky man with Valive is back, forehead. (laughs) He chuns, and the me, and then I get sacred. I know that is only sea cream, but is squirrely as shite. <laughs> the game fishnish loading and t- pixels suddenly become a hyper realistic blood and starts running out of my screen. I was very scared from that, but I wiped it and played on. I chose a good cerever and chose the black explosions master. Friends say that he is storing an OP. <laughs> I is a walk outside of base and look a round. I see new man ruining around. Game is have no sound when suddenly a slim humane shape is in far away. To fort, <laughs> he or she turn around and run away. At this moment, I do know it like the game because is spooky the situation poo out of off me. My ma'am walk in room and think I am master baiting. Because she is hear me yell like a psychopath and is says, Speak silence. I say, Okie. Then ma'am leaves the room. I exiting is game for a while because is is bore. <laughs> Five weeks late, Ader. <laughs> I double click the game and play it again. This time the is man no turn around. I'm happy. I go to Vlav's server. Cerber, and choose the red face man or spy. From here, I use the this guy's kit and turn into heavy man from Russian land. 
I walk outside and press E, which makes the my charter say medic apparental. The enemy is here it ass well. But no enemy edicts try to touch me with their medic guns. After I could hear a high pre-realism white noise and lots of characters cry, literally cry. <laughs> I was very in spooks and in chat. I see someone say, someone in just, you is should not have got this game. I thought he is troll. But he was on the green team. I don't know how he is having a green name. <laughs> I had an idea of going where that black figure tried to take me. Still in too fart. <laughs> when I is a go, I see a lot of blood all over the ceiling. Dripping fresh. I get afraid and go upstairs. I see NG being a spooky dead man in. The spy is behind the knife, butter, <laughs> denied him. He is blue with scary massive eyes and big ghosty hat. He had a grenadine hurt. I got so spooked out, I left <laughs> myself. <laughs> What? Sniffed, <laughs> sniffed myself. Hate that. I break my computre by throwing out of the wind now. I was very fear. Now it has, now it is, have been seven years since I played Team Fartrez. <laughs> and I was kicked out of house for throwing my PC out of wind now. Now I live in cardboard box with nothing but STD. Scary true dreams. <laughs> Every night I usually hear spooky noise and see a man like in game. I need to go and die now. So thanks you for reading and seeing you next TM. <laughs> It didn't, it didn't record that whole thing. Oh, no! We gotta do that over. You're a liar. I am a liar. <laughs> <laughs> Tries doing that to me every year. Because we have so many issues. And I'm not falling for it yet. I'd totally be like, well, I guess I have to pick my script up. <laughs> so that last one we'll post on the website so you can actually see how rough that was for JL to read. Cool. And the computer. I was, I was like, I don't know what that line even supposed to say. There, there were some of them. I was just like, I, I'm mispronouncing what's mispronounced. Yeah. <laughs> and then some of them are phonetically correct, but they're not spelled right. correctly. Right. Like, yeah. There were some that I'm just like, well. P-C. Yeah, P-C. P-C-P-E-E. C-E-E. Night should have been N-I-G-H-T, and it was K-N-I-G-H-T. Those are fun. I like those. When JL reads them. I or the butts that had two T's, so it's yeah. like... Well, let's do something else scary and revisit the spear cooler. Mm. I don't think it's that scary. JL cooler, never run away, never run away. JL cooler, 
Never went away. Never went away. Get out of corner. Boom. Perfect. You like IPAs. <laughs> You're right. They were better than the last show. Yeah, the... Um, well, that show's actually being released after this show. So. Well, they're better than the, the next the show. <laughs> <laughs> we are from the future. <laughs> so when you listen to the next show, Dark just side. know that these ones are better. Yes. Dark side is. All right, what are we rating first, Jail? You know what? Let's do the Cuddle Buddy, the double IPA from Drecker Brewing Company out of Fargo, North Dakota. That was in the glass? That's yeah. in the glass. Okay. I don't know what all the sediment is in it. There is a lot. Mm-hmm. A lot of sediment in my glass. That is beer pee. Beer pee. Mm-hmm. Not bear pee, but beer pee. Bear pee? Either beer. way, he misspelled it in his script. Probably. It's bear beer pee. You mix it in. I'll go first. Um, I actually enjoyed this one. I thought it was really good. Hey, would you like it with all the sediment? Cause like Mine's sedimently. No, look at yours and look at mine. Oh, that's because you spit in yours. I... That's called backwash, Laura. I didn't even drink it, so how is that possible? Was this one that you were supposed to like flip over? Probably. No. Does it say flip over? I can't read it. Yeah, exactly. I'm drunk. It's a seven. Nope. Does not say any of that. So, ha ha. And says, "Pale two row spelt caraphone." What? Are you still reading the last? <laughs> <laughs> She's reading about the malt. A tale yeah. of spooky man. Anyway, back to my rating. Since you guys got art works by Punch Gut, and you're still getting squirreled. I'm going to give it a six. What here? Pour this into your. I really what? enjoyed no. this. He's not going to finish yours. No, I'm not you know he's a yours. Yours is full of sand. No, yeah, I know <laughs> it's terrible. But millions uh, of beaches. I get beaches a, for Laura. <laughs> a fruity finish at the end. I, I'm really enjoying that. I, I don't know why it's so cloudy and why it's so full of sand, but... Because it's a double yes, IPA, I'm guessing. It's not as cloudy as mine. Can we please mix them? Why are we mixing? Do you want to try mine? To yeah. See if you have a Can better taste? Yours? Okay. <laughs> anyway, six for me. Really good uh, IPA there. I would drink that one all day. Just don't look at it. Laura still won't drink it. Nope, good. Laura's chewing it. All right. Yes, I am. What's your rate then, Laura? <laughs> I'm going to give it a one. Oh, it's one lower than I thought. For <laughs> any other reason besides the sentiment? Um, yeah, I don't like the way it looks, um, so that's kind of well, weird. That'd be, the, that'd be the same thing as a sediment. Yeah, I said, How yeah, dare. I don't like the way it looks. That's the only reason? What about the taste? Um, yours tasted better than mine. One Did, mine. She should never be judging by appearances, though. For beauty is found within. I judge by appearance all the time. That's I think why they I don't taste look the same. Mirror. I don't think so. I don't know. I don't like it. I don't like the taste. I don't like the way it finishes. Oh, it splooshed on me. All right, one for Laura. <laughs> And it's boosting on, on Sabrina. Sabrina, day six. Day six. <laughs> uh, it's. I finished my guys. Yay! Yay. Good job. Yeah, there's a lot of cinnamon, cinnamon in the bottom. Not cinnamon, but sediment. <laughs> nice cinnamon. cinnamon. Not cinnamon. Cinnamon. It's, it's there to cuddle with you. It's a cuddle buddy. I don't know how I feel about this one. It's good, but it's not. <laughs> but it's not every it's week I dread like a-, a rating from you <laughs> yes every week 
You're welcome. It's a three-second segment that's turned into 30 minutes. I think you're okay for now. You it's a three. Thank you. See, I missed you. I missed you Because too. of this. Yeah. Because of these two assholes. <laughs> yeah, I know. You're like, oh my God. She thinks it's awful. It's a six. <laughs> <laughs> You've done that at least four times. Twice. So you're you going, were drunk the other two times. You don't remember. Well. You're going with a three. Yeah. Because it's good, but not good. Yeah. Okay. It's good, but not good. Okay. Mm. Beer master. It's got like a weird it. taste. It's a double IPA. It's supposed to be like that. It's not. not It'd be a... better if it was hazy. Maybe I, that's the I issue. I like the hazy IPAs. Yeah, I just had a conversation with somebody about hazy IPAs, and we were talking about that, and we all agree that it's the training wheel IPA for people. My favorite day at work was when the kitchen manager looked at me being the floor manager and said, hey, you want to go drink some beer? So we went to the bar and we drank beer. <laughs> that's your story? <laughs> I had the hazy that's IPA. A good day. No, I had a hazy IPA. That's this your whole story. Great. No, no story. you're missing the point of the story. She drank an IPA. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's the point. Yeah, of the story. I had that's a hazy IPA, and we did. Um, I forget what the other one was. Yeah, I don't so whatever. It doesn't matter. But it looks like grapefruit. I have a real interesting story. But not like story. pink grapefruit. Real quick. Right. Uh, my daughter left her mask in the car, so I went to the car and I opened the car and I got the mask out and I went back inside. That's <laughs> <laughs> not as interesting as me drinking IPA while it's supposed to be manager. Okay. It's fine. I'm just going to rate this a five. It's good. Traditional double IPA. Like the flavor. Good hoppiness. Slight little bitterness at the end. And all that. Really good. I enjoyed it. Now, you said the hazy IPAs, the training wheels. But yet, yeah. I feel like the hazy IPA is just kind of starting to really make its rounds on the market. It is, because... Never really heard of it before. No. It's the New England style and the hazy thing. It's like become the new thing where it's... As I was talking to a bartender yesterday, he said the hardest part about talking about the whole hazy IPA is trying to say how juicy a beer is because of how you get the flavors. Mm-hmm. And it's a juicier style. And we then started saying how... But it's great because people who don't typically drink IPAs, when you say, hey, it doesn't taste like a normal IPA, they go and they try it, and 9 out of 10 seem to like it. Yeah, I'll take the training wheels any day over this stuff. Give me those training wheels. As he rates this a 5. I rated it a (laughs) 6. Whatever. This one was pretty good. I really enjoyed the finish because it wasn't that pure hop finish. it's got a drier finish at the end. And it was kind of fruity for me. And I didn't like that first one. Well, all you could do is look at it, and it turned you off. Yeah, it was weird. Like when you look at me. It was a three. You're weird. It's your facial hair, that's why. Yeah, I know. She's been saying it for a while. No, he was complimenting yesterday on his facial hair, and I was like, no, I'm never going to hear the end of it. It's never coming off. Were they blind? (laughs) They were blind. (laughs) How insensitive of you, Sabrina. (laughs) They were not. They could see him clearly. Wow. They were like, oh, this is We were eating. So if you're blind, would like to write a braille letter to Sabrina, (laughs) I'll give you the address at the end of the show. I'll give it to you now. I was more concerned with how they saw it through your mask, and that was <laughs> going to be my question. We were sitting in a restaurant. Oh, okay. Podcast 42 show at gmail.com. <laughs> Attention, Christopher. All right, beer master. <laughs> yeah. All right, we got one more for you from Seventh uh, Sun Brewery. Oh, for some reason, I thought we already rated it. <laughs> no. It's the <laughs> Headbanger IPA. I'm really sick of drinking beers today, guys. Oh, we got two more shows to do before Laura leaves. Right. Uh, I don't think those other two we tried could be classified as beers. I drank them all. 
Nobody told you to drink for Zyna too. That was totally on you. I if paid you, for them. I had to. You know, <laughs> if they if they suck, you don't have to drink them, which is why you rate the scale from one to six, or in the one beer's taste, a zero, because mm. it was that bad. That was terrible. It was so not good. Nobody said you ever. Nobody ever tells you. I you have rated to a point seven five on the app. That'll be on the SpongeBob episode if you want to investigate that. Which but is the next beer, episode to be released. This beer is good, so I would easily finish it. Well, it's then not I your finish, turn yet. We're gonna start with Sabrina. But I'm trying to get us back I... on track. <laughs> For once. That Sabrina. was the cuddle buddy we rated, right? Yeah. Prior. Yeah. This is the. I forgot. Seven. Hang on. Should have had more cookies in between the show. I didn't have any cookies. Or chips and salsa. Or chips and salsa. I had lots of those. Yeah. But apparently not enough. We ate the entire bag. (laughs) (laughs) There's seven of us. So you're telling me there's no more after this. No, I have another bag because I plan like that. Because you know us. And I have another container of salsa. All right, we'll we'll rate the chips and salsa in a minute. Let's rate this beer. So 10 for 10 on chips and salsa. Um... Which one is this? The Seventh Sun? Still the Seventh, seventh Sun. Sun. Headbanger IPA. <laughs> I put it in a glass so I can see it. I like the color of this one Close better. one eye. That way you only see one. It doesn't look like grapefruit. There's nothing in here about grapefruit. It just says... I know, but citrus. Cuddle Buddy tasted like grapefruit. It, did, well, it looked like grapefruit. It's, this is dominated um, by Simcoe I like, and Citra Hops. I think I could do like four of these. <laughs> so four from you. Yeah, sure. Let's go. Any particular reason why? Because <laughs> she's drunk. I don't know if it's a migraine or if it's Sabrina, but my head is starting to hurt. I got. I get that, that a lot from my husband too. Is that why he's always drunk? Yep. <laughs> Watch me drink my beer. Watch me drink my beer. Yep. Are we just leaving it as a four with no explanation? Um. <laughs> I gotta try she's it again. Drinking more. <laughs> we still have one more show after this. It's. Oh, God, I forgot about that yes. show. <laughs> it's going to be fun. you got to find out what um, loaf of bread no, you are. Like a, oh. <laughs> Can I be split top? Can I be? An, I'm an Irish soda bread. Let's be honest. Pumpernickel. <laughs> oh, man. Um, no, it's it's a four borderline five for me. Like, it's got a nice, it's, it's a nice beer. It's a good beer. All right, four from Sabrina. <laughs> Good beer. It's like pulling teeth. I never had a vein popping out of my head like this until she joined the show. I don't know who causes me more stress, her or my six-year-old. It's you're, a toss-up. You're welcome. It's a four. Either way, they have the same attention span. Mm. What? Which well, beer was this? <laughs> seventh son. I'm going to go next. It's an IPA. It's your standard IPA. There is nothing special about this one again. If you like IPAs, you'll probably find it drinkable and unrememorable. It's a four. I'm going to give it a three. <laughs> Laura? Well, we all know I don't like IPAs. That's why we picked them. This show was pretty rough to get through on the beer level because we had to IPA. Yeah, but the next show, we don't have any IPAs, and it was even rougher. It was rougher. These these two far outweighed the SpongeBob beers. Yes, this is better than the SpongeBob beer. So what you're, I'm hearing, Laura, is that you like IPAs more than some other beers. Correct. <laughs> I just wanted to get you to admit that you like IPAs. Make sure you save that sound bite. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Laura, do you like IPAs? No. 
better than other beers. Sure. <laughs> Anyways, this one um, I tried after the first one that we had this show that I did not like. Um, this one's not too bad, actually, uh, for an IPA. It, it finishes. You do get a little bit of that hop at the end, a little bitter at the end. But it doesn't linger, so I appreciate that about it. I'm, are you ready for this, guys? Ready? A two. <laughs> I'm going to give this a three. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm choking on my beer. Which is way higher than I would normally give an IPA. That isn't hazy. All right, beer master. He's taking another sip for posterity, for his prostate. I like it. It's a good traditional IPA. No lingering aftertaste. Nice amount of hops in there. Um, I give it a six. Uh, It's like you said, it's a very traditional IPA. Mm -hmm. Um, I like it, though. Good flavor. Definitely, you do get a little bit of lingering on the tongue and the palate of like the hops. Um, Overall, I love it. So, yeah, total six. All righty. Well, that went on longer than it should have. You're welcome. <laughs> it was like reading the Garfield from last year. <laughs> it's a four. <laughs> Sabrina, do you know where they can find us? You can find us on Facebook in the official Podcast 42 Facebook page on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> find us on Facebook, guys. <laughs> That's right. Um, you can also look us up on the web. We're podcast42show.wordpress.com. On there, you can find all of our lovely beer ratings, and it won't take an hour to get through. Um, you can also find our beer listings, our episode listings, and all of our fun items on there. So once again, that's podcast42show.wordpress.com. You can also email us at podcast42show at gmail.com. Go ahead and send in any um, suggestions for shows that you would love to hear us do. We're open to all comments as well. Um, You can find us as part of the Podfix Network. And you can find us anywhere that podcasts are available. So chances are, if you're listening now, you found us. So congratulations and good job. Our artwork is by Cute Panda. Find Cute Panda for commissions on Facebook. And our theme music is by Cremo. Find more music on Cremo.net or on Facebook under Cremo. All right. Well, another successful Creepypasta episode in the can. Can't wait for next year for Creepypasta Theater Part 4. And by that time, Sabrina should finish rating these two beers we had this year. <laughs> <laughs> it's a four. <laughs> Maybe. I'm Christopher Duvall. I'm Sabrina Pierre. Jail Trose. I'm Laura. Bye. Stay fresh, cheese bags. Catch out the flippity flop, young. Not all conversations or events are 100% accurate. As if you didn't figure that out already. But things are changed or added or even deleted for the sake of attempted comedy. All sources are never verified, and all information is subject to being slightly sketchy. In other words, we are just having some fun. Thank you for listening. This has been a transmission of the Podfix Network. For more about this show and other great Podfix programs, go to podfixnetwork.com.